It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everybody, welcome back to another fine episode of Ears Up Podcast. This is Jason along with Terrence and Taryn. Hey. What's up? Oh, uh, not much. Cool. Doing a podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, same, actually. Oh, nice, let's do one together. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is, of course, a podcast about Disneyland, probably the best one that's out there. Uh, I wouldn't really bother surfing around for another one. This is just this one's just amazing. I agree. Full of handsome people and uh, good information, right? Totally. Whatever. Totally agree. <laughs> anyway, if you're new to this whole podcast thing, you can go find us on iTunes. Even if you're old to this podcast thing, you can find us on iTunes. Go over to iTunes and subscribe, and that way every fresh new episode will be delivered uh, by little tiny robots. Right to your phone, <laughs> right to your computer, and uh, you know all like that. And then while you're over on iTunes, you can rate us, give us a couple, couple two, three, five stars if you want. Five. Tell the world about uh, how awesome we are and uh, all that kind of good stuff. And then don't forget, we also have a blog, uh, earsup-podcast.com. Uh, sometimes we like to post things that just don't make it to the show, and just kind of cool little things that we find around around the internet, uh, mm-hmm. Disney related. Mm-hmm. So uh, check that out and keep up to date with all the stuff that we're doing. Of course, our, our podcasts are there on uh, on the blog as well. Um, while you're over there, we do have uh, a donate button. So uh, if if you're so inclined, if you really enjoy the podcast, if you if you want to hear it continue, uh, you know this thing kind of does cost a little bit of money. Um, feel free to shoot us a couple bucks. It'd be uh, much appreciated. It would help uh, keep content like this on the air. Uh, we also have an Amazon account, uh, affiliate account. There's a little banner there. So just do your Amazon shopping as normal. But before you go to Amazon, go to our website first. Click on the Amazon button. It'll just relocate you to uh, to the Amazon page. It'll tag us in the whole thing. We get a little bit of, you know, we get our beak wet a little bit mm-hmm. uh, on the thing. Costs nothing extra for you, but it does help us out too. So, um uh, there are ways to keep your favorite Disneyland podcast up and running. Um, also, interact with us. We want to hear from you. Go to Facebook and find us. Ears up with a Z. Ears up with a Z. Uh, ears up on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're all over the place. Yeah, we, we are. are. We're kind of everywhere. It's a good time. It is a good time. Uh, specifically, today is one of the better times because we have food in the studio again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy food. This This episode is going to be... Uh, we're going to do something new. We're going to do some Disney news. Oh, uh, that sounds but fun. More importantly, we're going to talk gumbo. Can I say that this is the first time we've had um, food in the studio where I haven't been retching <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the, yes, you can say the that. tuna a la king or whatever Rude. that was before. It was <laughs> horrible. The Disney tuna burger. Oh. It or was fine. It, <laughs> it wasn't fine. It was. It was, it was horrible. It was. It, it really was, was. It was a thing. And that's not. No. Can I just say that's mm-hmm. not your fault. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad recipe to start with, then what do you expect? I mean, I don't expect you to make it out into you know. Yeah. Something yeah, good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. You just like Jason better than me. Well, that's also probably true. That's, yeah, but that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have the uh, the exact recipe of the famous Disneyland gumbo. Uh, and I have made this on several occasions, and I think it's pretty spot on. It's hard; it would be hard to get better uh, than than this gumbo recipe. So we are going to give that entire thing to you. Talk a little bit about it uh, before that, Taryn. We have some feedback, right? We do uh, an interesting one. I'm not sure how you guys will react to this, but uh, this is from 
someone named Tracy. Oh. Uh, she does not say whether or not she's a listener, mm. however. I'm sure she is. She, um, probably. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm just emailing you today because I wanted to share a petition that I've created. Oh. This petition is for saving Flick and Princess as permanent characters at Walt Disney World. Flick recently retired from meet and greets by uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug at Animal Kingdom back in March 2012, and Doug and Russell replaced him. And Flick and <laughs> uh, go on. <laughs> and Flick and Princess uh, Ada could only be seen in the Pixar Pals Countdown to Fun Parade at Hollywood Studios, which ended on April 6th. Now Flick is not appearing at Walt Disney World anywhere, and I want to see him again. So then she gives the link to the petition and says it would be great if you could sign it and send it to your friends and family who would be willing to help. And don't worry about the donation thing after signing it. Just ignore it. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. So she sounds very nice. Yeah, she does. So, uh, Tracy, um, how about we just get rid of everything Bugs Life everywhere <laughs> in every park and in life? How about that? <laughs> so that's what you're, I'm, I'm not signing that. Sorry. Oh, it just sounds like she really, really is going to miss them. Yeah. So here's the thing. Is that that's the thing that you decide to create a petition Seriously. for? Like the that's the, the one thing that's wrong with the world that you feel that you have control over? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, really, Flick and Charlie aren't able to be, be greeting me. You know that little place, like the second berm next to the third trash can where they come out? You know that place. But it's next to then that's next door to that where they used to have the the foot long hot dogs, but now they've kind of cut them back a little bit. <laughs> anyway, they used to come out there, but then they got moved right. over to the other place that had the bigger the bigger hats because my husband's head he can't really fit. Through. We need the, the larger. So they used to come out right there, but then now I have no idea what this person's talking about. Not not to mention I've seen Bugs Life once. I've never been to Walt Disney World. That I she's to me sounds insane. She sounds like an insane person who has nothing better to do. It's a really bad petition because I only know who these characters are because I love Disneyland so much. Click on that link, by the way. I actually don't even know who Doug or Russell are. I don't know either. They're in the movie as well. I think Russell's... The, I remember Russell sounds like, I think Russell's the fat one. Oh! No! You're not signing <laughs> that, Taryn! No. Russell, Russell is from the other movie. She's... Oh, so they're replacing it. Okay, now I see what she's saying a little bit more. They're replacing... It's a terrible petition because she's very unclear as to mm-hmm. what's going yeah. on. Okay, so let's, let's use the familial names of, of minor characters in yeah. movies that no one has seen for 10 years. Doug and Russell <laughs> are those people. I forget what movie that's from. Uh, up. Up. Oh, the Boy Scout and the Dog? Yeah. So up. that, I would take Russell and Doug over Bud's Whoa. Life any day. Wait, they're replacing Flick and Princess and- Ada with mm-hmm. characters from Up? Yeah. yeah. Done. From a more recent movie? <laughs> Done. That's terrible. All right. Yeah, sorry, Tracy. I um, just jumped on the other side. I'm sorry, but my movie petition. didn't do very well in the box office, and so they're replacing it with something that did, and I don't like that. Well, I don't care. How about that? <laughs> so here is uh, here's the petition, <laughs> right? And you can go to ipetitions.com slash petition. Uh, Doug and Russell should move to the trail. And so it's uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Since it's tough to be a bug, is, is Anne a bug's life attraction? In Animal Kingdom, I declare that they should have a permanent and regular character meet and greet spot next to the entrance of the attraction with Flick and Princess Ada. Because I do remember meeting Flick there back in December of 2011. That made a lot of sense. Period. That's her reasoning. (laughs) For Flick is the host of It's Tough to Be a Bug, and the Tree of Life is a home of a bug's life. 
So to be sure that if we still want the wilderness to be explored in Animal Kingdom, comma, we should consider moving Doug and Russell in their Wilderness Explorers Animal Kingdom meetup to the trail that leads from Africa to Asia near Bradley Falls by Discovery River. That way, the Wilderness Explorers look more like they're in the jungles of Paradise Falls, South America. If you just ha- if you just overheard that conversation on a bus, <laughs> would you call uh, like the authorities? I would. So to be sure that if we still want the Wilderness Explorer, like she's really getting into the... Uh, while within that, we shall transform the character spot as it's tough to be a bug where the fast pass machines used to be <laughs> into a total and complete Bugs Life character meet and greet called It's a Bugs Life in Paradise, well, where Flick will continue to meet and greet with Princess Ada permanently on a daily basis. There's two <laughs> things we can learn from this woman. One, be passionate. Two, she definitely has the map memorized. We do need to work on that. Yeah, she actually sounds pretty helpful. <laughs> Does she? As far as knowing she exactly where like, things should go, she's crazy. She sounds like yeah. an insane person. But anyway, there. So there. If you uh, are frequent or frequenter of Walt Disney World and you like a Bug's Life that much, where uh, or maybe more to the point, if you're if you're so OCD that <laughs> having one movie in another movie's land bothers you. <laughs> Sign, go sign her petition, please. I mean, I, it does sort of make sense what she's saying in a way to put Doug and Russell it, near the wilderness stuff. Like, that part makes sense. Yeah, sure. But do you care enough? I mean, would you care enough? Like, for example, if you saw Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. if you saw Mary Poppins in Tomorrowland, would you freak out? This chick freaked out on <laughs> iPetition. She, I know. she lost it. She lost it. She has 230 signatures. That's it. Oh, but, but her goal is 25000 Of course it is, because she <laughs> thinks that everyone cares. Nobody cares. Well, it's just, nobody cares about a bug's life. Well, no. let's, let's get an eye petition going to get rid of uh, bugs, bugs Land or whatever it is. Put up Up World, whatever. Up World. Up whatever. would be really It'll cute. It would be awesome to do something. Or, here you go, your Cinderella Land. Or um, your Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Alice in Wonderland yeah. Land. Land. Alice in Wonderland Square. <laughs> Let's get on it. Come on. We have yeah, about 100 or something lists. We there could probably go. get 231 people to sign this by tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Let's we do could it. do it by tonight. Jump on, jump on it. <laughs> I'm busy doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Well, if you are <laughs> like Tracy important? and uh, you know have lost your mind and you want to share that with us, uh, you can email <laughs> you can email Taryn at earsup-podcast.com or go to earsuppodcast.com. We have a little feedback section. You can drop us a note there. And uh, we'll read your feedback on the air. <laughs> Good luck with that, too, yeah. by the way. But no, if Tracy's listening and and you want to argue back. If she w- yes, Tracy, <laughs> you're, you're a sweetheart. If you would like to come on the show and defend your choice, um, whatever. Do it or you want. <laughs> it's America. You come on the show, you know, we'll have a beer and uh, we'll talk about the nuances of Flick and Ada versus <laughs> Doug and Russell. I could just imagine her going crazy. You're not supposed to be! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. Anyway, let's move on to gumbo. Let's move on to food. Oh. So yeah. Terrence's stomach doesn't have to make a, a guest appearance on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of good feedback on that, actually. Yeah, our friend Sean liked yeah. that a lot. Thanks for just pointing out there was only one person instead of a lot. <laughs> no, I, 
I'm no, that's to, not, that I was, was not one person. One person. I'm trying to be radio friendly here. He was just saying whatever. I, just, I can't give an example. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, gumbo. Everybody, uh, everyone knows what gumbo is. It's like a stew with rice. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, but I really like it. So if you go to Disneyland and you want to try the gumbo, if, in case you didn't know, you can get gumbo in bread bowl to the right of mm. Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean. So good. It's right? one of the best things in the park ever. Yeah, you can get that and clam chowder. Yeah. And, uh, cheesy soup and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so anyway, here's how you make it. You need to make the Cajun rice first. And, you know, I'll post this uh, recipe online um, on the, um, what do we have, a blog? We have a blog. Yeah, we have a blog. Yes. Right. Uh, so for the Cajun rice, it's two tablespoons of canola oil, quarter cup finely diced onion, quarter cup finely diced red bell pepper, one cup long grain or jasmine rice, two and a half cups of water, four teaspoons of Cajun seasoning, one tablespoon of vegetable base, uh, and then salt to taste. So you heat the oil in a four-quart saucepan over medium heat, add the onions and the red pepper and saute, stirring constantly for five to seven minutes or until the onions are soft. Add the rice, combine the water, the Cajun seasoning, and the vegetable base in a large bowl, adjust the seasoning as needed, Add to the rice mixture and stir. Reduce to medium-low heat. Cover and continue cooking for 15 to 20 minutes. Remove from heat and set aside until ready to use. Now we get to the vegetable gumbo. Okay. And this is the hard part, okay? So in order to make a gumbo, you need to make what's called a roux, which is heating, uh, in this case, it's three-quarter cup canola oil with three-quarter cup flour. And you combine those over medium, or excuse me, low heat is what the recipe says. And you're stirring constantly. Uh, for the recipe says about 20 minutes. Basically, what's going to happen over time is that that uh, the color is going to change from kind of a like a lighter yellow uh, to a, a brown. Basically, you're you're browning all this flour. Uh, but if you do it too fast, you're going to burn it, and it's going to come through in the final in the final flavor. This is your base. This is r- literally your flavor base for the entire for the entire thing. Um, what I would recommend is doing it the way the recipe states. 20 minutes until, or until it's brown, uh, light brown. Uh, cook it that way because that's how they do it at the park. But I prefer a darker roux. So I'll turn the heat up to like a medium, but you really need to keep stirring. You can't walk away from it. Right. Even if when it's on low, do not walk away from it because it will burn really quickly. Um, also, be careful uh, when it splatters. It's like napalm. <laughs> it will stick on. It, it will burn you. Oh, so my just gosh. Be careful. Okay. Just be very, very careful. But... The roux is the, is, is the best part, and if, if you don't think it's brown enough, just leave it on. You're not going to hurt anything. It's not going to go bad. You can look online about videos about how to make a proper roux, um, and there's a guy who makes a black roux. He does it in 12 minutes because he just turns the thing on high and just stirring like crazy. Wow. Uh, and it's black. And wow. so, but it, but that's a lot of the, where the flavors come from. Mm-hmm. Flavors. So, yeah. So, for, for, for these gumbos, I make a little darker roux, but uh, anyway, you can do whatever you want. So... Um, combine the oil and flour in a six-quart stock pot over low by using a uh, uh, using a wooden spoon. Cook for about twenty minutes or until well browned, stirring constantly. Um, then you add let's see what do you add uh, four tablespoons or excuse me four teaspoons of minced garlic, a medium yellow onion cut into quarter-inch pieces, um, two celery ribs cut into quarter-inch pieces. Um, one red pepper cut into quarter-inch pieces, one green pepper cut into quarter-inch pieces, and a tablespoon of salt and a tablespoon of pepper. So you add the garlic, the onion, the celery, the red pepper, the green pepper, salt, and pepper. Stir to combine. 
Continue cooking for five minutes. Add cayenne pepper. Uh, you got, um, well, I'll just go through the, uh, finish this. Add cayenne pepper, paprika, thyme, bay leaf, and oregano. Stir uh, cooking for two minutes. Um, the cayenne pepper, you have, um, where did I go? I lost it. There it is. Three-quarter tablespoon of cayenne pepper, two tablespoons paprika, uh, excuse me, two teaspoons of paprika, two teaspoons of dried thyme. It says half a teaspoon of ground bay leaves, but I just throw like four whole bay leaves in there because mm-hmm. I kind of like bay leaves. And then a teaspoon of oregano. Um, so after you, you cook that for a little bit, then you're going to add half a cup of tomato paste, eight cups of water, two teaspoons of vegetable base, uh, which the vest- vegetable base is, um, uh, I guess, like a, like a syrup or kind of like a minced concentration uh, so it's meant to be combined with the eight cups of water to form, uh, you know, a larger base. But you can buy you can buy it uh, near the bouillon cubes and the stocks in the supermarket. I really enjoyed it. It has a nice flavor. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, add, you add the tomato paste, the water, and the vegetable base. Stir to combine. Increase the heat to medium and bring to a simmer for ten minutes or until vegetables are tender. Add the gumbo filet, which is one teaspoon of gumbo filet powder. Uh, which is a Creole seasoning. It, uh, I think it's more like a thickener. Uh, bring to simmer for 10 minutes or until the veggies are tender. Add the gumbo filet. Oh, I just said that. And the okra, <laughs> two cups of frozen sliced okra, uh, and continue to cook for 10 minutes. Season to taste with coarse salt and freshly ground black pepper. Um, it's so good. And that's it. And then you just you combine it with the rice. And, uh, you know, if you want to get real fancy, man, you can go and buy a bread bowl or you could buy like a, you know, the small bread things and carve out, carve out all the all the bread inside and pour it in there, and you have your own little bread bowl. Yeah, that's the only thing it was missing. It tasted like I was in the park. It's it's pretty good, delicious. and I actually messed that recipe up, and I realized, oh. um, you know, I uh, did one tablespoon of vegetable base, but I think I did four tablespoons. Of, I, I I messed something up. So so the rice was kind of off, uh, but I thought it was pretty good, man. This is mm-hmm. like I said. I, yeah. I I made it a few times, and uh, it just it, it's just excellent. I really enjoy it. And I yeah, think, I think you guys will too. Mm-hmm. So, it's really really good. I didn't even know what gumbo was. Yeah, actually, and I had never had it at Disneyland, which is hmm. odd because I would just always get the the clam chowder. Right, but it's so good, and now I I actually crave it all the time now. It's pretty tasty. Uh, yeah. So please uh, make it. At your house and let us know. Drop us a note. Uh, I want to know how you fared with it. I want to know how your roux was too, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, that is really the the hardest part. And that's it. I mean, you know, basically prep everything beforehand. Prep all. Prep it all. Cut all your veg. Cut all. You know, uh, prep everything. Then you make the roux, and then you can toss everything together. And it, it's so much simpler because in a lot of cooking, I'll just go step by step like an idiot. Uh, but in this, you can't. You know, while while you wait for something to simmer, then you can go cut your veg. Uh, but you can't you can't leave this alone. You have to keep stirring constantly. So, like I said, I you know I'll start off on low and I'll get everything mixed. Then I'll go to medium, um, and then just sit there and stir and stir. And it'll take, you know, fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to make this this weekend. I think yeah. you should, man. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. I will. All right, let's do some news. Let's do some Disney news. Okay. Kind of excited about this. It's not necessarily park related. Uh, but it's just overall Disney uh, Disney news that I think is is pretty interesting. Um, let's go let's go to this one. This is more Walt Disney World. Uh, there's a, a, a con- controversy going on. Disney has removed Push the talking trash can 
Really? Boo. Yes. Now, Taryn, you've always been telling me that they have pushed the talking trash can. Yeah, I've seen him once and I loved it. At Disneyland. I had no idea what it is. Apparently, it's just this little automatronic trash can yeah. that mm-hmm. interacts with you when you deposit trash and stuff. Yeah, it scares the crap out of you. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, like, it, it'll just sit there like a normal trash can and it looks exactly like the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in Tomorrowland uh, right near the bathrooms. And uh, some kid just went over and put trash in it. And it was like, because mm. <laughs> it just ate. Awesome. <laughs> wow. And then the kids like kind of freaked out and started walking away. And then the trash can followed him. And I just sat watching it. And I was like, this is my favorite thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from the Orlando Sentinel. Three days after Walt Disney World said that push the talking trash can, quote, isn't going anywhere. The resort acknowledged Monday that the popular Magic Kingdom animatronic figure has been removed. Disney said its contract with Real Simple Ideas, LLC, the Orlando product development company that owns Push, expired over the weekend and was not renewed. Disney would not say why the contract lapsed, but Daniel Deutsch, the inventor of Push and co-owner of Real Simple Ideas, said he had some concerns about revised intellectual property rights provisions that Disney had inserted into the proposed contract renewal. Uh, there was some, quote, ambiguity to the verbiage as to what they owed, uh, excuse me, what they owned and what I owned, Deutsch said. Uh, he said he proposed uh, several revised terms to Disney, but had not received a response. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Push had been a Tomorrowland staple for 19 years, developing a loyal following among millions of visitors. Uh, rumor began circulating last week that Disney was preparing to remove the attraction, prompting a firestorm of online protests. That include a hashtag save push Twitter campaign and a Facebook page that attract more than 8,000 likes by Monday. On Friday, Disney said there was nothing to the rumors that push might be removed. On Monday, it said only that there had been additional communication since then and the contract was allowed to lapse over the weekend. Hmm. Hmm. So no more push in Walt Disney World. Uh, it's unclear as to whether or not it's actually in Disneyland still. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Uh, Neither have I. I never saw it, but I have heard about it. I've never seen it since the one time. Speaking of poor decisions from Disney, a live-action CGI hybrid movie is being picked up by Disney, starring Chip and Dale. Oh, no! Yeah! According to The Hollywood Reporter, the film will be produced by Mandible Films TV, which is responsible for The Muppets and the upcoming Muppets Most Wanted movies. The film will reportedly be inspired by the 1989 animated incarnation of the characters Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. The show took the decades-old characters and launched them into a detective agency that specialized in clients from the animal kingdom. The show ran for three years on the Disney Channel, along with the popular DuckTales and its spinoff, Darkwing Duck. Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers was recently revived as a comic book series. Operating as an origin story, Chip and Dale has yet to be given a release date. So, you know who's going to be super excited about this? Nobody. Japanese <laughs> girls. They do love Chippendale. They, <laughs> I'm not kidding. They really, really like Chippendale. I saw one chick last time we were at Disneyland. Yeah. She liter- She had a bag. She had tights. She had a sweatshirt. And I think she also had a backpack. Oh, wow. Yeah. All, all Chippendale. See, the, honestly, that's the only reason I don't want to join D23 is because their mascots are Chip and Dale, and I hate Chip and Dale. They're irritating. They're dumb. They're the worst. They're the worst. I did like Rescue Rangers, though. Yeah, it was great. But I liked uh, Gadget. That's what I liked on there. I was more of a Tailspin guy. 
Yeah, yeah. Too. Tailspin is awesome. They can make a Tailspin land. <laughs> they probably, yeah. I'm going to keep throwing ideas out there to get, <laughs> get rid of Pugs land. <laughs> uh, speaking of good moves by Disney, uh, Disney is to start off their Star Wars Rebels series with a TV movie this summer. Hmm. Uh, the new yes. animated Disney series Star Wars Rebels will begin its run with a made-for-TV film this summer, leading into the fall when the program will appear weekly on Disney XD. Having acquired Lucasfilms, Disney is the new hub of Star Wars activity. While everyone is eager to see Star Wars Episode VII in 2015, there's another film coming before that, albeit animated and on TV. Disney is producing the new animated show Star Wars Rebels, which will debut this fall um, after the release of a TV movie pilot film, which is due out this summer, as we just said. I don't know why this article is repeating itself. <laughs> uh, it'll be by the same production team which made Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was a really cool series. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. Uh, the animated film will set up the premise of the show. What uh, Star Wars... God, okay, I'm sorry, but uh, who, who is this? <laughs> Rob Young. Rob Young from Cinelan X. You're a terrible writer. <laughs> You're... T- You've you've repeated yourself in the same paragraph, and then this is how he starts the next paragraph. The animated film will set up the premise of the show. What is the premise? Really? <laughs> did you seriously just? Did you seriously? That's how you write. You're terrible. Anyways, uh, Star Wars Rebels will take place during the long gap between Star Wars three and uh, Star Wars Episode four: A New Hope. As the film begins, the Galactic Empire has taken over many planets in the Outer Rim, and the Death Star is the most feared weapon in the galaxy. A band of renegade teens, of course, it's always teens, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, makes an assault on the Empire, which motivates others, ultimately leading to the early days of the Rebel Alliance. Um, blah, 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 blah. Huh. So I think that's pretty cool. I, I do like this kind of exploring the Star Wars universe, um, you know, via the Disney, uh, the Disney brand. Um, I mean, people at Disney know how to tell a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, that's true. It, it it is cool, but you know, I I don't like the 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 Star Wars universe where it has nothing to do with the original stories. I, I don't agree. I don't like that. Like, here's the grandfather's you know second cousin of Luke Skywalker's <laughs> you know lightsaber mechanic. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's just no one cares about that. I would hope that um they would continue to follow on with like you know Han and Leia's kids or something like that. I mean that's it's no, what the novels did. You just make yeah. it into a, a TV show. Yeah. I don't even know if I care about that. I don't know. I'm, Maybe. I think it's good. I've never I've never looked at them, though, so I have no idea. But, I'm not um, a nerd. I've never read the novels either. <laughs> over and over again. But I, I'm kind of excited about this. The Star Wars uh, Rebels series. Uh, look for that. It makes me wish I had cable. <laughs> I'll find them. I will find them. <laughs> oh, you can't get it on Netflix? Told you. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, speaking of Disney movies, wow, these things all kind of are related. Disney teams up with Google Play for a Valentine's Day love story. Now, if oh, you're that's not nice, if you're not an an, hey Terrence, <laughs> what's up, dude? <laughs> Muted Terrence. Um, uh, if, if you're not an Android user, if you're those uh, sheep who who own iPhones, a Google <laughs> Play is like the iTunes. iTunes is what mm-hmm. you call it, all right? Apple people, iTunes. Um, App Store. App Store, whatever. Uh, But anyway, Google plays the Android version of that. Um, Anyway, uh, with Valentine's Day approaching, Disney has used the Internet to distribute... God, here's another terrible author. (laughs) Sam Gutelli from Tube Filter. Yeah, has used the Internet to distribute its latest (laughs) love story. Whatever. 
the famous <laughs> studio has released Blank, a Vinylmation love story, a 37-minute film available for free via the Google Play Store. If you guys don't know what the Vinylmation figures are, I think we've kind of talked about them mm-hmm. off and on here on the podcast. Uh, but they're little short, like four-inch characters with Mickey ears, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are, are kind of redesigned versions of characters or they have funky designs and like paint splatter and whatever but they also have blank ones that you can draw on and, and kind of design your own thing right. and it's, it's a whole collector's thing you, you know you, you can't you used to sometimes you can go in and you can buy like specific ones but a lot of a lot of the fun and the collectability of them is you go in and there's just mystery ones right a lot of them are mysteries and, which i've and, never understood never understood either because there's some kind of really bad ones out there yeah but, and you're paying for it and what if you already have it then yeah, what? Then that's it. It just seems like such a bad idea. Yeah, but it, it's going like gangbusters, apparently. Yeah. So so uh, Disney has um, made a little short, a little 37-minute, 37 37-minute 37 movie about, about these things. So Blank is, at heart, a, a film created to help sell its toys, which is exactly what it is. It stars are Vinylmation figures. Uh, each Mickey Mouse-shaped figure is decorated with an ornate pattern, except for two of the main characters of the film, who are left blank. Judging from the trailer, Blank will be a classic Disney love story, one in which the main characters learn that it, if it's important that it is important to believe in who you are, and not let others tell you who you have to be. Oh, that's nice. Uh, fans of the film are also encouraged to use footage from its uh, from the movie as part of their Valentine's Day greetings through a specially designed website. Uh, now I saw the trailer. It's it's a minute and forty two seconds, and it just looks like, terrible. It's just this. <laughs> it's it's kind. It's stop motion, right? Um, and it, it. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's it's there's there's a blank kind of Mickey figure, and there's another one, but this is the female because she has a little like Minnie Mouse bow in her oh, ears, right? Right. And then she comes up to him and puts a little bow tie on him, and then they kind of are themselves, uh, even though the point is that you know believe in who you are even if you're blank well now right. you're not because you have things on mm-hmm. now you're just like everybody else so this is the point but i i don't know i i've never seen a thing produced by disney so blatantly to push a product mm. i mean i'm sure i'm missing something but to me it just seems very insincere and kind of dumb. It seems yeah. it seems dumb. Thirty seven minutes. Well, are you kidding me? Yeah, but those little things, those little vinylmation things, are really cute. Th- yeah, so, but I can see it being a cute little short film that, like, again, not to point out Japanese, but I feel like they will love it because I think that that it's Japanese. You're people. awfully racist tonight. Well, my best friend's Japanese. I feel like it's fine. <laughs> I'm not racist. I have a black president. <laughs> well, you're not being racist, but you're you're being very stereotypical yeah. of, well, of, of, yeah. of 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 Japanese Disney fans. Yeah, that but, being said, but, you're not wrong. Right when you when you hear the term Japanese Disney fan girl girl mm-hmm. Disney fan, I mean, we all have the exact same image in our head, and I'm saying that that's their target. Well, also. These are the the, the same people that we see in in the, in the shops buying these things. Yeah, They're, yeah, you know, that's true. So you're not you're not off the mark, but I don't know. I, I, don't you feel like it's too ham handed? Don't you feel like yeah. it's too obvious? Yeah. Like, hey, we have this new product. What mm-hmm. you know? Why don't you buy it? Oh, you want a 37 minute movie about it? It's gonna work. I I I, I doubt. Well, 
I mean, it's it, Disney. It's going to work. Disney's <laughs> doing great right now. Yeah. Their stock is, is outrageous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it will work. I just don't want it to. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't like that obvious marketing. Uh, so you don't like Thor being in, in Inventions when the movie's going to come out? You don't <laughs> no, like Captain don't. America being in Tomorrowland when the movie's about to come out? But see, that's, They do it repeatedly. But, and I, but that's different because because they were already doing those movies before Disney acquired it, right? Right. That's true. They're not creating a movie to push a product, but, yes. they're, but they're bringing the product in to push the movie as well. So yeah, it's the which same thing. I don't like that, but that's different. I think it's very different than this. Here you have a, a, a pro now to me I go well why is, are these vinylmation things failing right or is it just something that someone decided that I want to I want to do this thing but it, it, and even then fifteen minutes is all you need yeah, yeah. thirty seven minutes who are you a, a storyteller mm-hmm. that you feel like you need thirty seven minutes with no dialogue stop motion yeah to tell a love story get out of town get out of town leave leave town. <laughs> No, I understand that. Yeah, that is pretty long. That. It's really long. There's nothing on the internet worth watching over three minutes. <gasps> There's just not. Do you know what I want to do on Valentine's Day? Stay in separate rooms? No. Oh, what? I want to watch that movie. Oh, my. <clears throat> well, God bless you, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a nice little park story. I, I, I did find one thing related to Disneyland proper. Um, it's the history of the um, petrified redwood stump mm-hmm. that's oh. uh, kind of you know right parked right outside the uh, Golden Horseshoe. Um, let's see, Ba-ba-ba-da. I just need to figure out where to pick it up in here. Um, so, oh God, where is it? Jeez, a lot of these uh, websites have so many ads. Uh, Got to just dig through all this kind of stuff. The petrified thing—that's that's always one of those things that. You know it's there, but you never really look twice at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly right. It does kind it's of odd. it does kind of blend in, and and then you you know you go over there and you see it and you read the plaque and like oh that's cool it's a petrified why right. yeah it right. does most, feel super out of place it's very mm-hmm. very bizarre so anyway this uh, this gentleman wrote an article um, on on uh, on the actual acquisition of of the of the thing but of course I can't read because I have to sign up for their website and I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. Um, <clears throat> How'd you... Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so this guy ran the story, uh, and in the story, there's a photo of a 12-year-old boy sitting on this large redwood stump, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then uh, the, the the boy who was in, in the picture um, called the author and was like, hey, I'm that little 12-year-old boy on the thing. Let me tell you my story. So he kind of got like a second interview with hmm. this kid. He was now 69 years old. Wow. And a retired rancher. Yeah, this is 1956, wow. right? So uh, this guy named uh, uh, Toby Wells grew up on a 1,300-acre ranch that included the eastern edge of the Fossil Beds, which are located uh, about a couple miles south of uh, Florissant in Teller County, um, Colorado Springs okay. area, right? Uh, and they had some fossil outcroppings and uh, blah, blah, blah. He said it was not uncommon to find fossils of insects, plants, and fish in the rock around the area. For a couple summers, this kid, Wells, worked as a guide at the 73-acre Pike Forest. Um, on the evening of July 11, 1956, he was getting ready to close up when a fancy car drove up. He was a very distinguished man, Wells recalled. They were driving a 1955 Chevy, turquoise and white, two-tone. Wow, this guy's memory is amazing. Right? <laughs> he said, can I tour the forest? I said, no, it's getting dark. And this kid's 12, right, talking right. to a, 
Yeah. Uh, he said, how about a small tour? And I said, I'll still have to charge you 35 cents. And he said, okay. After the tour, the man's wife became impatient, honking and calling for him to leave. <laughs> apparently, apparently Lillian was in the car just honking on his horn. Uh, the man asked Wells about buying, quote, a small specimen. Wells said he told him there were a lot of souvenirs in the gift shop. He said, no, I want something bigger like that stump. Wells said, referring to a five-ton petrified redwood stump that stood seven and a half feet tall. Wells said he'd have to talk to the owner and ask the man for his name. He said, Walt Disney. Uh, and this kid, Toby Wells, he goes, I about fell over backwards. It blew, it blew me away. Disney quickly completed the sale, paying $1,600 for the ancient artifact and wow. left with Lillian for Colorado Springs. I never saw him again, Wells said. Almost immediately... Uh, Baker, which is the owner of the ranch, uh, Baker and a crew dug up the stump, used a crane to hoist it out, and then trucked it straight to Disneyland, where it remains on display in Frontierland, yada, yada. Disney's visit and purchase became big news, and the photo of Wells sitting on the stump first appeared in the Gazette Telegraph, he said. Baker also mentioned Disney in his advertising brochures. Uh, the Disney visit fueled bitterness between Baker and his competition, the much larger Colorado petrified forest next door. Wells explained how Baker enraged the competition by building an entrance road and erecting a grand gateway right next to its driveway. <laughs> then he put up a big, obnoxious sign advertising, quote, the best stumps here and that kind of thing, well said. The feud turned violent. This is the interesting part. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, you know, uh, petrified tourism was huge in the 50s. <laughs> uh, the feud turned violent when Baker, who, again, owned the ranch that Disney bought the stump from, was caught spreading nails. <laughs> Along the entrance of the Colorado Petrified Forest, well said. Sure. As he drove away in his Chevy Nomad station wagon, shots were fired, striking Baker in the abdomen. Oh my gosh! Wow! All from Walt Disney mm -hmm. buying a giant <laughs> petrified stump Jeez. from his ranch. Disney, what are you doing? Wow! Uh, the story was confirmed by uh, a, a couple local people uh, who grew up in Colorado Springs and were friends of Baker. Um, blah blah blah. Jack still had the Nomad in his driveway. It still has bullet holes in it. One of the bullets hit Baker in the stomach. It could not be removed, causing him chronic problems the remainder of his life. <laughs> wow. Sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, and then there was you know there's actually a whole book about how um, how the feds tried to purchase all that money to make it into a, some sort of park. And um, anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. That's amazing. It is. That's a weird story. It is, right? Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, you know, just randomly Disney's you know, yeah. driving around. I'm right. going to buy that stump right there. All right. He leaves. Gunfire <laughs> yeah. later on. Yeah. And, wow. uh, you know, some guy's going in a bag for the rest of his life. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that is bizarro. Anyway, that's all the news. What do you think? Was it good? I don't know. Was it a good segment? I think it was it good. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Pretty fun, right? It's you know sometimes it's good to know what's going on around uh, around the the brand. Yeah, yeah well, it can't be all about our opinions either all no, the time. Sure. Sometimes it there actually has to be fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of trees and facts, let's do the fact of the show, and then we can get out of here. All right. Uh, um, now think in your mind's eye. Okay. Last time you were at Disneyland mm -hmm. uh, on Main Street, looking uh, at City Hall. Okay. Okay. There's a lot in the okay. back of City Hall. There are a lot of tall eucalyptus trees. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, those are, are part of the original old orange groves on the property. Uh, blue gum or eucalyptus huh. globulus 
was commonly planted as windbreaks around orange groves in Southern California and around farms in the Central Valley. So whenever you're driving down the five and you see all those like randomly placed yeah. rows of eucalyptus, yeah. they're just windbreaks. Oh, okay. To break up the wind. Weird. Um, so the ones between City Hall and Adventureland are, are still there. Those are the original original trees. Oh, wow. Wow. Those are lucky trees. Kind of cool, right? That is cool. Yeah. That's it. That's cool. I like all it. Right. little simple fact. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of vegetation. One day we're going to do a show on all the vegetation because, I mean, there's all. I mean, you if you look on your way to Adventureland, um, on the left hand side, there's uh, there's giant birds of paradise. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, that are feet tall, mm-hmm. just yeah. giant. I mean, eh, crazy. there's a tour for that that I want to yeah. go on. The cultivating Disneyland cultivating tour? the magic. I think. Is oh, yeah, really? cultivating yeah. the magic. Yeah, I think it's a limited time one. I mean, limited as in like. Four years only. Right, Kind right. of thing. But yeah, I definitely, that's on my list of tours I want to do. Yeah, let's do it. I bet you get, oh, you know what? I think I read that you get seeds. Who wants Disneyland seeds? That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, right? Seeds? Yeah. Like, in, you know how you get, like, something at the end of the tours? Yeah. At that tour, you get seeds. Like seeds of? Uh, uh, from Disneyland. S- I mean, anything specific? Or I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Huh. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's get on that. I think it says it on the Disneyland site that you get seeds, but it, I don't think it says which ones or what they are exactly. Mm. But I've always wanted to reach over um, <laughs> and like take one of those grapefruits when you walk to Tomorrowland from from Main Street. Yeah, just pop totally. one off, man. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just have to create a distraction somewhere else. Yeah, are you going to distract like the thirty under undercover? Uh, security people walking around that area. Right. It's just one little thing. Yeah. Explain that when they take you in the back. and I'll explain it any day. <laughs> you would, though. All right, let's go home. I think we're done. I think we're full of gumbo and ready to leave. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. It's been another fantabulous episode of Ears Up. Please, again, try this gumbo recipe. I'm curious. Curious to yeah. see how yours comes out. Take pictures, too. Yeah, take some photos. Why not? Share, share it with the kids. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, thanks again, of course. And uh, find us, like I said, on social media and drop us a note if you want to talk. And uh, until the next episode, keep yours up, everybody. <laughs>